Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yes, sir. It's not the same. Let's get it. No, but you know, actually, because I want to go ahead and like address this here. I didn't like the way. I think it was in the the last episode that we did. Mm. Not asking for a friend, but where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? It's at the end of the episode, right? And I I peeped it, you know, in time while we recording. But when I went back to really listen to it, I peeped how you try to knock the fact that I was using Amazon Music. I ain't knock nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we already, we, hey. Nah, bro. The wait, no. Nah, what you try to slide it in there? You were like, what you? I, you remember what you said? I can't remember what you said. Which I just like, I asked you a simple Amazon question. Music? I yeah, asked you a simple question. Is that Amazon Music? Right, with the undertone of like, you feel me? I just Yo, didn't, like, I, I saw something that I didn't recognize and I was confused, bro. <laughs> I was flustered. I was like, what am I looking at? So I asked you, and we already discussed this on live with the people, like the people that were on live. When we, we go live Friday, I can't remember. It was like last Friday, last Friday night. We was on live. We talked about it, Amazon Music. And there's no, do you, I don't understand the issue with it though. Honestly, I think bro, I, no, I saw a comment on YouTube and that's what set it off because somebody said Amazon Music. It was like a whole bunch of laughs. Somebody peeps the ending. Hey, that means they watched to the end. Shout out them. But yo. I, honestly, at the end of the day, whatever works, whatever plays your music that you like, bro. If that's Amazon, I don't music, understand because no, because everybody else is on my head too. I don't understand it. Yo, like Amazon Music does the same thing that Spotify, Apple, and any other like streaming service or whatever you use for your music does. It does the at same. At a thing. baseline, it does the same. A, thing. Has the same music, the at same a, artist, same podcast, same everything. And yeah, like has I said, a, like has I said, the same for a college it. student, it's only nine nine cents a month. You feel me? Like you can't get better than that. The deal that you got, that's valid, bro. But not everyone can get that deal. That's the only thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Most people that listen to us are, like, in college. That's fair. Why are you trying to convert people to Amazon Musicum? No, I'm not. That's crazy. That's not. <laughs> that's not the problem. What I'm trying. What I'm trying to get across is the fact that it's not that crazy that I use Amazon it, Music. It's not that crazy. All right. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. It it's should. It, crazy, honestly, bro. it shouldn't be, but. It's Whatever. not that crazy, bro. Yeah. Well, look, we're coming in Yo, high with com- one. Yes, I've been seeing this all over, it's like tough, Instagram, bro. TikTok. It's his Forrest and Hovey. Coming straight from Amazon Music. Let's go. Jay. <laughs> no, nah, they went crazy on this one, though. This is no longer bound. Hovey and Forrest Frank. Let's get it. It's February 1st, baby. Let's go. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, I can take rest because the living God is living in my chest. Every day I yeah, he went crazy on the chorus. This went crazy. What? Hold on. Hopefully it was a perfect feature for this too. Facts, I was thinking about that. This is a perfect feature. Facts. 
Shout out Hopey for hopping on. Oh yeah. Tap in. Right here. So thankful you ain't drive me in that pit. What? Saw my soul inside that family said that's it. Yeah. Uh, huh? I just came to borrow with the gold winners. Fast forward, turn to a road runner. Spirit caught me here, go get it. Share blood, gave me lemonade on his cold bin. Yeah. I was Timmy Turner, always chasing after Vicky. Okay. Huh? Timmy Turner chasing after Vicky. Hard. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the one That was No Hunger Bound yeah, By Forrest And Hovey I don't yeah, know Y'all probably tough. have seen it And heard it It's been everywhere yeah. That's not really much Of a sleeper But definitely had to play that Because that's been to, on repeat bro. Jordan's been playing it In a car Every single time We've been driving it's been So It's been you bro No, nah, it's been <laughs> it's, a good, it's a fire song No it's a heater But look man Y'all know what it is It's your boy D Starks Starks the artist You're now tuned in To another episode Of the Just Different Podcast Where we talk everything Face life and culture Yeah we back another week, another month. February 1st, baby. Now it's Black History Month. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Let's get it. You know Let's I'm get saying. into it. Now I've been seeing all those TikToks. It's like uh, how people should be treating me this month. It's like, <laughs> I love you, black man. I love you, black man. Oh, those will never be back king or something like that. Those no, those are green. Never, ever. bro. Never, 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 never. Oh, man. But no, yeah, I'm 70, happy to be hey, back. 79 of them things. 79 of them things. Yep. So 79. We back again. So we got some announcements. I don't know if you want to go ahead and announce it. We actually got some things we want to address up front. Man. I know we pushed some things back earlier this month that we had promised, you know, coming into the year. Yeah. Some things that, you know, we thought we had planned. We had to work around, but we finally got it in. We finally got it worked out. I'm actually situated. I'm actually really excited about this. I'm hyped. But you want to. Y'all, so th- this one's been it. long awaited. Um, Very much so. There's been trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. There's been mountain and valleys, <laughs> ma- mountains and valleys. But, you know, we got our situation situated. And guess what's happening, bro? We dropping the merch, merch this Friday. Baby. This Friday, February 3rd, the merch is going to be dropping. February we ha- 3rd. Yeah, we have a separate Instagram account for the merch. If you go to our main Instagram, you'll see it. We're going to have um, collab posts. It'll probably be in the bio, too. But... You'll find it on our main Instagram, but we have a separate Instagram for the merch that I have everything in the bio. You'll see it all there. But this Friday, that is dropping. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the wait. But Sorry for the wait. Appreciate y'all being patient with us. Yeah, so it's dropping this Friday. Everyone has been waiting. I need y'all to go ahead, go crazy, and cop. It's taken a while because we just like working back and forth with like the print shop and yeah. figuring that out. But also... We it took us like a minute to even get the design that we wanted. We wanted to make sure it was top notch. Right, we, we wanted to make sure that it represented right. us well. Like right. the quality was there, and also like just what we had came up with definitely was something that we would even wear ourselves. Thanks. So I'm excited about it. I think honestly, it turned out it fire. Turned out great for sure. Amazing. So I'm excited for y'all to see it. Um, and yeah, so I think we'll be rocking it Friday. Yeah, you know the episode that we'll drop and whatnot. So stay tuned for that. But Friday merch is gonna be out. Go ahead and follow us. You'll see it in our bio, all the links and everything and whatnot. Yeah. And we'll link it in the description as well. But nonetheless, um, if you haven't already, you find what I'm saying, go ahead and leave a rating and review. If you've been rocking with us for a while, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can do that on Apple and or Spotify. You know, if you really love us, you know. Help us support, push the content and whatnot. Help but help. let's go ahead and get into it. I know we mentioned last week we got some new things coming. Yeah. So we got a new segment that we're going to get into that we're going to start doing at the top of every episode that we're calling Say It Again. Mm-hmm. Say It, Say it again. again. So in this segment, we're basically just going to be introducing the episodes with something that we've either been studying or message that we heard, some sort of sermon or anything that we feel is like noteworthy to yeah. come back and just 
run it back on the podcast mm-hmm. so we could say it again and mention it. Um, anything really like, you know, obviously that stood out to us. Like I said, we felt it's very much noteworthy um, in our own personal study, devotional yeah. and or like a message. So, you know, felt fitting, you know what I mean? Because that was our thing, too. Right. I don't think we say it as much anymore, but, but like, say it again. Say it again. That was right? our thing, man. Especially Facts. if you're OGs. For sure. <laughs> Every for episode. Sure. You heard it. Every episode. <laughs> So we're going to start off with that, um, you know, for, for the coming future. I'm really excited about this. Give y'all some nuggets of wisdom that we got. But, uh, yeah, you can go ahead, you can go ahead and tap in on that. Oh, I'm going first. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Man, so this week God's been talking to me about confirmation. Um, and I guess more specifically about how in my life I kind of had tunnel vision in a way that where, where I was looking for my confirmation. And I was I was – looking for God in places that he might have been last season. You know what I mean? Like he showed confirmation to me in different forms and different ways, but sometimes you can get stuck on looking at it in one way, right? When there isn't just one way that God can operate and do that for you. Um, And the reason that's big, because there's a couple of things I'm kind of looking for confirmation on um, in my life right now. And this was something that was highlighted to me while I was reading through Matthew. And I just noticed that a lot of what happened in the gospels was were things that were already prophesied in the Old Testament. It was as if, like, in Matthew, it was like, and so was fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah, Zechariah. Like, they said this, and it was fulfilled. A lot of it was prophesied. So for God's people, the way that Jesus was confirmed and the confirmation for him that he was the one that was to come, right, was through the prophecies that were said back in the Old Testament. So he was highlighting to me that, that was one of the ways that he showed confirmation to his people was through the prophecies of the past. And the reason that that stuck out to me is because sometimes we look at confirmation that some like it's something that happens like after the fact. Right. But sometimes God can show you confirmation through maybe a word that you had gotten a couple months ago or maybe something you were reading in the Bible that stuck out to you. Like there's different ways that he can show you that confirmation. For example, I remember um, Darren had got a prophecy and. It was a it was like a year before we started the podcast, maybe to a year a little and some change. But um, it sort of it, it prophesied the podcast and what we're doing right now. So that was a part of the confirmation for us that this was the right lane and something that we were supposed to be doing. Was yeah, through. yeah. And so essentially, we were like at a conference, right? And yeah. Someone had essentially just like given me a word that literally, I think verbatim, it was like, um, "I see you on YouTube preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ." Um, and like views and likes are going up on your videos and things of that nature. And like your voice is powerful. And so this was really during the time that we were doing just different, but we we're kind of taking a break from it. And before we had even really touched the podcast, so yeah. literally just different was like really dormant and not much was moving during the time. And so that initially gave me the motivation, and the reassurance and affirmation I needed in the process of starting the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I may have some doubts, I was like, I don't know, maybe is this really something I should be doing or if I can do or if we can even sustain this. That word was something I held on to during those moments and starting it. Right. And even now, kind of what Jordan is saying in terms of the confirmation I need to like even those same moments of doubts that I have and fears and insecurities of like, yo, I'm not good enough. I don't know if I can continue on in this lane with what you, what God's given me. I can still hang on to that word that I got of like knowing this is where God wants me to be and what he's blessed and ordained. So, yeah. And um, something else on top of that, that God has shown me was the fact that 
one of the ways that he can also show confirmation is through the fruits of a thing. So this, I guess this pertains to situations where you're kind of torn between two different or like several options, I guess, because that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't want to just build too much like details, but <laughs> when you're stuck in between two different directions, two different paths, two different roads, and you're not sure what to do, sometimes he can show confirmation through the fruit of it. So it's like, if I go down this path, how is this going to benefit his kingdom specifically? How is it going to benefit his kingdom? How is this benefiting other people? That confirmation in fruits isn't always about like your happiness per se, because sometimes God can be calling you to something or something that isn't for you. You can also be happy in that place and it could feel good. So the confirmation isn't always the fruits of happiness, but fruits of like, is his kingdom being advanced here? Is this contributing to my purpose? Is this how are other people benefiting from this? So that's something that he reveals to me as well. Is like it can be, sh- it can be, and show up in the fruits of a situation or a thing. And the proof is in the fruit. Also came from something that I read in Matthew. It was an encounter between Jesus and John the Baptist. And something that I had noticed is John was asking Jesus to confirm who he was. Right, going back to the thing of confirmation. But the thing about that is that John had already knew who Jesus was, right? He bap- he baptized Jesus in the river. It says the spirit became came ascending down like a dove, and then God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And so John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. This was a man he was paving the way for. That was already confirmed, but then he became imprisoned. And it says while he was in prison, he asked his disciples to go ask Jesus, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? This is in Matthew 11 too. Um, and I took note of that because it's like, okay, he already knows who Jesus is. Like, why is he asking for confirmation? But he had began, he began to doubt because he was in prison. Um, so he goes and asks Jesus this in the Matthew eleven four. his response isn't a yes or no. He says, go back and report to John what you hear and see the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So Jesus didn't give a yes or no. He he told his disciples, okay, go tell John this. If John is looking for further confirmation, the confirmation is in these things, is in the fruits of my ministry, in the fruits of what I'm doing as I'm walking out, walking out my ministry throughout this earth. So that, to me, was um, showing the fact that sometimes the confirmation is in the fruits of a situation or a thing because that is the answer that he gave John the Baptist in. Matthew 11. Yeah, so it can definitely also show up in different signs in your life as well. So, like, whether or not that be, you know, some sort of, like, door opening and or, like, relationship coming into your life, no matter what that looks like, sometimes that reassurance that you need when you're going back to God to ask him, like, yo, like, did you really say this? Is this really what I need to be doing can come in the form of that as well. So I thought that was heat and... It actually ties perfectly or back into what we talked about two weeks ago on Emotionally Scarred and the fact that God is always going to confirm like what he told you. And I thought that was really good and it reminded me of this devotional I actually did the other day. And let me see. The title of this one was called The Wonder in Your Heart. And the verse that it is based in is Matthew 18, 3. And it says, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. And the devotional goes on to kind of explain and say, Albert Einstein once said, I have no special talents. I am just passionately curious. Being curious is wanting to know. 
Children are naturally like this. They ask a lot of questions, often to the point of exacerbating us. I can remember when mine were little and always asking why. It seemed no answer I gave was sufficient because the next breath was again why. But when Jesus told us to be like little children, childlike in our faith and all of the... But even Jesus told us... but even Jesus told us to be like little children, childlike in our faith and all of the greatness of our God. Being curious like a child is how we keep the wonder of God placed in our hearts to continually seek him, learn, and grow. It's how we keep our hearts hungry for who he is and eager to know what he's called us to do. And so I wanted to point that out because the idea of being essentially childlike in our faith and our devotion and our walk with God kind of reminded me of when it comes to like confirmation or at least seeking God for that. Because I think sometimes like we won't obviously go to God for what we don't think we're going to receive from him. And so that sometimes there may be some doubt or fear of like, you know what, like maybe I'll just figure it out on my own or through myself, kind of like going on my own journey and my having my own strategy of trying to find what this looks like and what this means for me. But always understanding and having that comfortability of coming to God with any type of petition or worry or anxiety that you have, especially when it comes to confirming something you believe that he's called you to. And so like it says here, like becoming like um, little children, like this is something that God like implores us to do. Right. And when you think about like a child, of course, they're very, like I said, they're very inquisitive and always asking questions and are seeking information, you know, and, in that process, whenever you're pursuing information or some sort of knowledge, you always have to go to a source outside yourself. And so God is basically saying like, he wants to be that source. Whenever you're in a place of uncertainty in a particular area, like you always have to go to something external that has more knowledge, that has more experience, that has more wisdom and or more than what you currently have. And so Instead of having these worries or fears of like God's not going to answer or whatnot, like he wants to obviously invite you in um, to where he's at so he can be that source. He wants to be the source, right? Because at some point something else will and he wants to always be the focal point of what that looks like when it comes to that confirmation that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to mention that as well. And really what I had for this, something that I was thinking about really here recently there was this video that I watched not too long ago and there was this woman and she's uh pretty much a really pronounced like speaker and she speaks in front of like thousands at like conferences, different events and whatnot. And one of the questions that she gets asked the most is how do you essentially like get over like your nerves and the anxiety that you have in terms of like getting in front of people, like every speech. And a lot of people have this misconception that, she no longer like gets nervous or has those like questions of doubt or insecurity before she gets up and gives a speech and whatnot. And she was basically saying that, you know, she is no different than any other person or any other individual that she has her humanity as well. And the fact that that anxiety that these people say that she may not have or experience that she does, but the difference between her and everyone else is the fact that she takes it with her like she fights through it whenever she gets um right before she gets on the stage and she's given a speech it's not that it goes away she's just learned how to essentially manage it and she was essentially painting that parallel with 
her and any other person who's great at what they do is the fact that it's not that they don't have these feelings or these particular um, worries or anxieties before they go perform, get on the stage or do whatever they do best. It's the fact that they like take it with them. But one thing that she was saying is the fact that, yeah, like, so she's saying, I take my anxiety with me. Like I, I talk with my anxiety, like it's my friend and whatnot. Um, and so it's not something I'm trying to run away from. It's just something I kind of like bring along with me. And on face value, it was something that I really appreciated. And I was taking to heart for myself and I don't necessarily think that that type of ideology or perspective and approaching things like that is necessarily wrong. But when I was thinking about it further and this happened the other day, it was essentially like a question that I asked myself is the fact that like, why am I like talking with the very things I should be speaking to? Mm. Right. It's like when it comes to my anxiety, my depression and fear, like why am I talking with these things when I should be speaking to it and telling it to be removed? You know, so it's like your anxiety, your impression, your depression, the mental things you're going through, your frustration, rage, whatever it is. Like these aren't things that you negotiate with. Right. Right. It's not something that you should necessarily enable or just allow to like walk with you, you know, in your life. Because like we've been given the power to in authority over like all things right through Christ Jesus like who strengthens us essentially and so these aren't things that we have to necessarily carry with us right we need yeah. to like honestly cast down and this comes from 2 Corinthians 10 5 and it says casting down imagina- imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ so we understand that when it comes to anxiety when it comes to fear when it comes to fill in the blank of whatever you may be dealing with or struggling with, that these things are against God's will for our life and what he wants us to walk into, right? And so when it comes to this verse, it says casting down, right? Not walking with, not um, enabling, not taking, not coming along with you. It says casting down and taking into captivity the things that are against the knowledge of God and who he is Mm -hmm. and his character. And so that was something that I highlighted because sometimes we can like, you know, sometimes get in those modes of like, okay, like, you know, maybe this will just like stick with me and I'll just manage and just like get through when it should be something that we're speaking to, to be completely removed. Yeah. Just completely be removed and not just allow enabling it essentially like these different things that we may be struggling with or dealing to, whether that be mentally or just any like habitual habit that we know is against God. It's not like, Oh, well, like I'll just manage my life around this struggle. It should be us focusing on getting deliverance and trying to move to a point in our life where it's something that is completely casted out and cast it down mm-hmm. from our mind, our mental process and what's in our heart. So, yeah, that's a good point because I think whatever the struggle is, I think sometimes you can slip into this idea that like you're kind of stuck with it. So I think that's honestly a very important thing that, Believers need to realize and everyone in general, but that reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew seventeen twenty. He says, Truly I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move, right? So that's like to reinforce your point about speaking to a thing, right? It says, Say to the mountain, speak to the mountain, you move from here to there. And it says that the faith was what enabled that. And nothing will be impossible for you depending on your faith and something else I've heard before. I think that we've said on the podcast is faith isn't the absence of fear, but the means to overcome it. So I don't think fear is the only word that can be applicable there. I think that 
that goes for anxiety, that goes for depression, that goes for worry, that goes for so many different things. Like faith isn't the absence of anxiety, but the means to overcome it. It isn't the absence of depression, but the means to overcome it. So I think that is, um, that's a really good point. That's something that we, we got to remember when we're walking throughout our daily lives. Yeah, no, for sure. So just don't, don't negotiate it with it. And yeah. Just understand the authority and power you have, right? And not saying that speaking to it once, right, is the thing that's going to completely remove these things from your life. It's going to be, of course, a process of, yeah. like, discipline, walking with God in order for these things to, like, com- like, completely be removed and eventually, like, not you be in captivity to, right? But the first step is that mindset shift of understanding that it's not something that you're always just meant to walk around with, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I thought that was really good. You feel me? That's say it again. You had to run. Say it again. Bro. Had to run those back. But now, a little different. We usually do this at the end of the episode, but we're changing it. We're bringing it back to the beginning, up front, our Talk To Me segment where we have you all either call in or text anything that you're going through, story times, advice that you need, relationship, you know what I mean, yeah. consultation, <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. And so we're starting this segment up front, and we have one from Irie. I hope I'm saying that right. And it says, good morning, my name is Irie, and I recently just started college. And I find it a little difficult to be surrounded by people who live differently than I do. I feel that what makes it difficult is that I don't have any friends or partners who live a God-driven life. My question is, how do I function in an area where I feel there is nobody like me, how will I go about finding other people who live for God? This is he. I wanted to definitely get to this one this week because it's something that we've been through for, sure. for a, a significant period of time. And I know a lot of people are walking through right now and are in. And one of the biggest mm-hmm. questions we get to when it comes to what does it look like to find community and how do you really stay solidified in who you are when you're like in environments that may be pulling you away from that. So thought this was good. For sure. Um, so yeah, talk I guess to me. Talk I guess to me. first off, I would tell is Irie. Am I pronouncing it right? You think so? I hope so. <laughs> I, um, I would first off just want to encourage you because um, this is something I think it's a uh, not for all believers, but it's a universal experience that many people do go through. So I want to tell you, you know, not to be discouraged in that process. And something that I was reading in Genesis two. This is where God says it's not good that man is that man is alone. I think that is a piece of scripture that we often use to reinforce the idea of the importance of community, right? Um, and I'm not saying that's wrong because yes, in community is important, but I think what happened after that is also something that we need to take note of in Genesis two. So it says he says it's not good that man is alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So then after this verse, um, he proceeds to form out of the ground. Every animal, and this is where Adam names the animals, uh, you know, goes up to him and named each and every one. But then it goes on to say that among the animals, no suitable helper was found. So there was this initial um, environment or situation that Adam was in, and in it, it, it wasn't conducive. Like, it wasn't the perfect fit, right? Um, so then from there, it says that's where he put Adam to sleep, and then he creates Eve. So I say that to say this. It is a process finding that suitable helper per se right and ha- and finding these people that you're walking with it is a process so I wanted to start off with that just to encourage you because it's highlights that even in Genesis with Adam that it is a process finding that and on top of that um 
something that I felt like God was teaching me when I was going through a similar season where I felt like there weren't many people around me uh, that were like-minded in the community that I could have was not to overlook him. Um, And this was something that I saw in Jesus and when he was testing the wilderness, because we often talk about how Jesus, even Jesus had his disciples and the people that he was walking with. And yes, that's true. But before he even walked into his ministry, he was tested in the wilderness. And when that happened, it was just him and God and him and God's word, right? Before he even got to the point where he found his community. Um, And this was a necessary part for him to catapult into his next season was this testing in the wilderness. So something I want to say is just don't allow the need and the desire for community to eclipse the importance of you and God. So while you're in the season, this process that I mentioned earlier, make sure you're still strengthening your relationship with God and remaining firm in that while you're going through this process. Because sometimes we can get so focused on the community, 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 that we kind of neglect God in a way. And that's something I was doing when I was in that season. So that's something I wanted to say. And to get to the main question that you asked about how do you go about finding this community, I think how you're looking matters. Um, Jesus was out when he was looking for his disciples. He was being intentional about it. Um, It wasn't like he was sitting back and saying, God, please let these people come knock on my door and find me. Like he was out and he was intentional about finding these people that he was going to be walking with. So how you're looking matters. Be intentional about it. I don't know what that looks like for you in your setting, but how you're looking matters. And um, where you're looking matters. Um, I think the disciples that Jesus had, were, they were very God-ordained, right? If Jesus was looking out in the synagogues, I don't think he would have found James and Peter on the boat. He was looking for people to fish for men. He was out near the shore for people who are fishing on boats. So I think that's just a testament to like the fact that where you're looking matters as well as how you're looking. So those are the two things I would say on how to go about finding people is just being intentional and looking in the right places. Um, and also knowing it's a process. And knowing it's a process. So For a fact. And then one thing that I really had was addressing like the question of like how do I function in an area where I feel there is nobody like me and this is especially real for you know people who are like in the same position especially when it comes to starting in college because you're in an environment in a culture whether that be obviously like when it comes to like drugs alcohol partying hookup culture or whatever that looks like and all these things are trying to push you away or pull you from the very thing you know you need to be like solidified in and building a life upon and as someone who went through this as well when it comes to, like, going out to college and, like, being in that environment where I definitely was, like, felt like I was the only person who was, like, living for God for real and then found myself just, like, falling into all these things that were, like, so out of character for when I know I should have been walking in. One thing that I will say is the fact that, like, you have to remind yourself of who you are and whose you are consistently. And I mean, like, every single day and every moment that you're feeling any inclination to go against what you know you need to be in. It is something that you have to continuously have in your mind and on your heart. And it's because every time that you step out of, you step outside um, or whenever you get on social media, whatever that looks like, you're going to be exposed to maybe a comment you didn't want to hear, some interaction that you didn't want to see and, or just be like in a culture and environment that of course, like you have like no control over. And so, Whenever you're getting into these environments, it's important that, like, 
you are prepared for these things, right? And I was actually listening to this video by David Goggins, and he was kind of like going through his morning routine. And the way that he essentially put it is the fact that like you have to make sure that you're putting armor on, that you're armoring your heart and mind. So whenever you step out into the world, you're prepared for whatever attack may come, right? It's kind of like a soldier who's getting ready or prepared for war, right? They know that they're going to be in an environment or a setting where they're inevitably going to be attacked by some type of weaponry or tactic or strategy of the enemy that they're facing, right? And so they don't just obviously like just lollygag and they're not very intentional about what they're wearing and what placement that is in. They are ready and prepared for that blow when it comes, right? And so in the same way, whenever we're getting prepared to actually walk out our life, like our daily life you know we know that we're going to be attacked by the enemy through some type of temptation through lust through some type of moment to get in anger to lash out to speak in this way and so we must make sure that we're armoring our hearts and mind with the word of word of god with who he's called us to be the identity that's put on our lives and so when we get out we're prepared and when those attacks come we're shielded by the the, the word of god that's in our hearts and on our minds right and it talks about this in joshua 1 8 And it says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So the part that I really love is the fact that always um, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Right. And the reason for this is obviously it's so easy to forget you know, and so you, like I said, you need these just consistent, like, nuggets and periods where it's just like, okay, you're grounding yourself and you're coming back to the center as much as you can because there's going to be people in the culture and the world around you that's going to try and put these ideas and thoughts in your head of who you're not supposed to be and what you're not supposed to indulge in and to put, take you in a direction that your purpose doesn't want you to walk in or go. And so, it's important that you're always combating these thoughts that you're getting with the word that God has, you know, given to you. And so that's the biggest things that I would say in terms of practically how to like be in that type of environment. Cause I know that's something that would have helped me a lot if I actually would have done it. Um, now of course hindsight's 2020. So that's definitely something I think would be effective and kind of when going back to what Jordan was saying, I think when it comes to finding community and obviously just generally for everyone, you have to be, very very intentional right and also be vigilant and aware of okay am i willing to accept like something from god that may not come in a package i wanted it to be in yeah and so there may be someone who may not look like a friend that you may have in your own search Mm -hmm. uh brought into your circle right but that may be the person that god has you know brought along your path to actually be in your life yeah and so also being open to that because that's happened a lot to me and i've missed people mm-hmm. in particular seasons or for a, a short period of time because i was like oh, like i don't know about them they, they look kind of or you know like whatever it is these preconceived notions little yeah. thoughts in your man little shade that you're throwing when that could be the person that's actually supposed to aid you in the season that you're in and so always being vigilant and open to whatever God wants to give to you and re- actually receive it. And then also being intentional, like Jordan said, and like going out um, 
whatever and whatever that looks like. And obviously, easier said than done, and it's a process. And sometimes you have sure. to go through those wilderness seasons because mm-hmm. I did as well. It's like there was a long period of time before I really found like the circle that I have now. And so, yeah. also being patient and trusting God in that too. But yes, sir. Is that all you got for that one? It is. That's all, all right. I got. So Who that is. Help? So that's another segment of talk to me. Mm-hmm. If you want to be featured. Or a part of the podcast, you can text or leave a voicemail at 502-501-5144. That's 502-501-5144. That's going to be linked in our description. Every single week, we're going to get a question for you all. Any type of advice, anything. It can be something that's like, you know, maybe more deep, lighthearted, story time, something funny. Whatever you want to ask us that you want to bring on the pod, discussion that you want us to have, mm-hmm. definitely hit us there. We're going to come every week, top of the episode with it. I'm excited for it. But, yeah, talk to me, man. Talk to me. Talk to me. But yeah. So transitioning, you feel what I'm saying? We're gonna get I said this the we last time. We need the tags. We're coming we with drops the soon. It's a lot more difficult than y'all think. But none <laughs> but nonetheless, we're going into another segment that we're adding. Something new that I'm really, really excited about yeah. to the podcast. And so I think up until this point, really, we've done a lot of the faith, our, obviously, our thing is faith, life, and culture, yeah. right? And I think up until this point in the podcast, we've done a lot when it comes to the faith and life aspect of sure. what our mission is sure. and what we know we should be really walking in and giving when it comes to just like bringing faith to real life struggles, yeah. things that we deal with week to week. And so, what we're really going to start adding and incorporating is also just like the culture, like everything mm-hmm. that we're seeing on the day to day on TikTok, the news that's happening, yeah. current events that everyone is buzzing about and kind of just giving a perspective from like, you know, our takes and also, okay, like, okay, how do we take this current event and turn it to like a, a moment that's teachable? Yeah. Like you can turn it into something that you're getting like a biblical worldview from. Exactly. Right. And so, I'm really excited for this. It's something that we've kind of been messing around with for a while, trying to figure out how to introduce it, what we yeah. want to do. But new segment. Um, actually, y'all can help us with a name, too. We, yeah. I don't necessarily know what the name is going to be. We got culture critics down for this one. Jordan came up with that. I thought it was pretty tough. I but thought that was some heat. But also, there's just, I have a feeling there's something that's going to be better. There may be something that can hit that's like just saying. a little more so for this any, segment. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So y'all forgot a name for us? Hit the comments. We're going to go through it. We're going to finalize it hopefully by next week. But yeah. right now, we're just going to go with Culture Critics. You feel what I'm saying? So we're coming with the latest news and all that. And we we hitting y'all with it. But, so we have a few things that we wanted to hit and talk about. First off, I think this is a perfect segue into this uh, into this segment is because this is something that we initially had talked about before, and this is now kind of just revisiting new developments in the situation. We talked about this in episode 71, Live in Love, and this is the situation with George Janko and Logan Paul. So if you didn't see that episode already, essentially what had happened was Logan Paul has his podcast, and George Janko is a co-host of his podcast, and he was sort of attacking George and being real disrespectful to him as his friend, disrespecting him disrespecting him his point of views his faith it was crazy so we talked about that a little bit our perspectives what you could learn from that and recently what I had saw is that George started his own podcast right um and I was like yo so I watched the video and I kind of looked into it a little bit more and the situation is basically that he hasn't left Logan Paul's podcast he just started a spinoff of his own and the inspiration behind it was he said he didn't want to interrupt the flow of the impulsive podcast that he was on. So essentially this is him kind of stepping away from that situation in a way. 
And in the last episode that we talked about in episode 71, I had brought up the question of like, when is the right time to leave situations like this when you're, you know, evangelizing the people or you're talking about your faith and you just feel like there is no response. Um, And now we see that he made the move. So that brought me to sort of having this conversation about how do you navigate situations like that when you're in an environment where you feel like you talking about your faith isn't accepted or people just aren't listen, listening, they're not being responsive. When you make that move, how do you do that? What does that look like? Because I've been in situations where I've developed my relationship with God and, you know, I thought differently. I didn't talk about the same things. You know, I didn't feel about, I didn't feel or have the same opinions about certain things that they did. So it's like in these situations, how do you step away from that? And what does that look like? Because you don't, you don't want to do it in a way where you're seeming like, oh, you're the problem or something's wrong with you. Like, that's never what you want to do. So that is the conversation I kind of want to have from that. I kind of wanted to have from that. So I'd say <clears throat> I think one of the best ways to go about doing that is not necessarily making yourself completely unavailable to these people. Um, that is something that I have done before. And I learned this is why I've learned the lesson. I learned the lesson from that mistake that I made. And and that also depends on the situation. But in my situation, I had, like I said, developed my relationship with God and kind of just thought differently about things and wasn't on the same page with some of my friends. And I just like completely cut them off, like no conversation, no nothing. Like I completely made myself unavailable. And I think for them, it, it made it a lot harder to wrap their minds around like what were they doing? Or maybe there was even a lot of like resentment and anger towards me, towards even like my relationship with God. So I think the way that George is doing it is 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 good. He he's stepping away, but he's not completely making himself unavailable, which I think is really good. So he's still there. If they want to talk, um, he's still there, but he's also stepping out into environments where people are accepting him, are accepting his faith, um, are lifting him up. So I think that's a that was a good way to go about it. And that is honestly the first step is stepping away into a safer environment where you aren't just tolerated, but you're accepted, but also not completely making yourself unavailable. So that's one of the first things I say to that, um, to that situation. So no, yeah, I think that's super important. And because I think the larger conversation here that even maybe extends beyond just how to navigate environments like that is how do you navigate relationships that you either have currently or have had in the past with people who may not share the same belief that you do. Because, you know, for me, I've had an experience and still do now of trying to figure out what that balance looks like with what my proximity is. Because, like, I I came to God and obviously, like you said, same with me, a lot changed. Like, my desires, the things that I wanted to be around. Of course, the old friends that I had may have still been in some habits that I was trying to get myself out of. And yeah. so... I still wanted to be a light and a vessel for them in their process when it comes to them understanding God and what that looked like. But also, I couldn't be around the things that they were, like, indulged in, right? And so for me, it was, I think there's definitely a season in a period of time where you may have to take a step back from those people and who they were. And that, for me, was very difficult, Mm. Because these are people that I I grew up with, I came up with. I'm talking, like, from, like, elementary, middle school up until 
my junior year in high school, mm. right, that I had to now take a step away from, right, and that was really difficult. And so, but it was necessary, right, because I don't think in my, at least where I was at in my relationship with God at that time, my spiritual maturity mm. and my level to handle different environments and going to different rooms, talking to different people, I couldn't have been that light for them without compromising. Yeah what I believed in who I really was, mm-hmm. you know, cause I wasn't strong enough to be in those environments. And so I think the first part of that is knowing where you're at spiritually, right. In the time you may need to take away from different people and environments that you do love and you are close to. And then two, when I was ready to essentially kind of like re-engage in those relationships in the way that I felt was like necessary like understanding what that looked like in terms of proximity. Like, okay, like there's different places that I can go and can't go. And like, okay, there may be times where I step into their environment and their world, of course, but making sure I'm not compromising at at the point to where I'm not allowing them to step into my world, right? In the sense of like my belief systems and environments that I am. So like when that comes to like either like inviting them to church and or a Bible study or even to like, an event, right, that I would go to, right, because I think early on, it was, like, I was always, like, going to them, like, in their territory where, like, they had, like, you know what I mean, their environments and whatnot, but not inviting them to where I was at, and so having the balance of both when I did start engaging with those relationships again and and just making sure I wasn't compromising, you know, who I, like, where I was. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, and like you said, it's, For me as well, it was a very hard decision to make because something about the the verse in the verse that talks about bad company corrupts good character. Um, It was hard for me because I felt like some of the friends that I had, it wasn't all of them, but like the close friends I had, it wasn't necessarily that they were the bad company, but but that but that they were around the bad company. So that's why for me it was kind of difficult because it's like okay figuring out who do I make myself available to, who do I not make myself available to. And like I said, I I ended up just making the decision of completely making myself unavailable to like most of my friends. But I also do feel like for some of them, a conversation about where I was at and where I was going, quite honestly, could have even benefited them because it wasn't even that they were bad people or that their heart wasn't in the right place or that it was just they were around the wrong people as well. So it was like maybe in some situations if I just had that conversation. But who knows? I'm not saying I'm not saying compromise the decision that you're making or compromise the direction you're going in. But like just being real with someone like, hey, I don't think like this anymore. These aren't the things I'm doing anymore. And I'm standing on that. Maybe in a situation like that, they might respect it and be like, okay. And then when you go around them, they're not doing the same things. And maybe even they start changing their character. But I, that's that's something, I guess... I might regret about that situation um, is there were some friends that I neglected to have that communication with. Um, so that, that is also something that I've noticed when I kind of, you know, look through, through my past and those relationships I was in. Yeah. Definitely not being like shying away from that conversation or being afraid of who you are now. Yeah. I think that's big. Not being afraid of who you are now, especially when it comes to, cause that can be nerve wracking when you know, some people have like, Cause you could be afraid of like the criticism, the judgment, the jokes, yeah, ridicule, whatever. Because I know that I think that probably would have been what my issue was during the time. 
but just not being afraid of who you are now in spite of how people have known you in the past. And like you said, having those conversations is important, particularly not with people who may be at a distance, but like obviously those that you were close with. Um, Letting know like, yo, this is the change that's happened in my life. And not you you never know where that testimony is going to land or what that does for someone else, you know? And so, yeah, likewise, definitely... That conversation's necessary. Something I never, I didn't necessarily had myself specifically, but I think through the fruit of what I was doing and where I wasn't anymore, yeah. you could have gotten that same sentiment. But nonetheless, that I think the sense. conversation is definitely very, very vital if it's something that like you can do, and not even looking for understanding when you have it. Mm. Right, you're not necessarily looking for them to understand because a lot of people won't, but or even agree per se, right? Just to like let it let it be known, yeah. Um, and so they know. So it's just an acknowledgement of like what's happening and giving them like the update on, on what that is. Um, because you not like you said, you can never know where that lands. What that may do for someone, yeah, exactly. And this also really goes into a conversation of like, can you be in and like not of like when it comes to like the culture because a lot of people may still like have that type of misconception that you can't be inherently just be in the world without inherently being like contaminated by it yeah so what do you think Mm. about that like when it comes to okay because some people will just completely remove themselves from, like, any type of, like, environment. Like, people ain't going, folks ain't going to basketball games. <laughs> like, yeah, ju- you know, track meets, football, like, whatever it is. Like, general things, like, state, fi- whatever, right? Just can't get contaminated by the world and, like, all that sin and whatnot, mm. right? When, obviously, understanding that the world is still, like, the mission field. And so, what is, like... Not, not maybe the balance, but like, is that like, is that possible of like being in and not of, or if you're in too long, you're eventually going to be of, or yeah, they're one and the same. Um, I think it's definitely possible to be in and not of, but like we mentioned prior, like initially it's impossible because when you when you're becoming a new believer, it's an issue of where your roots are, like. You have to you have to uproot your life in the world and reroot your life in the kingdom. So initially, it's like you can't be in and out of because you're still in the process of like really making sure you're deeply rooted in the kingdom. I think once you get to that point, that's really the main the main foundation of problem is like okay, where are my roots at? If I'm deeply rooted in the kingdom, it's possible for me to go into the world, you know, so show my light and not necessarily be pulled out of where I'm rooted because that's where my foundation is, if that makes sense. So I think that that's the thing I would say for some people do believe I can't go out anywhere because I'm going to be contaminated. I'm going to be affected. If you're deeply rooted enough in God's word in his kingdom, then you can't. But I will say, I think after a time, after a time, if you're in the world too long, it starts becoming of the world. You know what I mean? I don't think you should be remaining there. For extended periods of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I have to disagree. I don't think that 
Um, initially, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, like, initially, like, up front, it's impossible when it comes to, like, your walk with God. And only because, like, when you think about, pe- when you think about even stories in the Bible and even, yeah. like, people's testimonies, of course, like, when it comes to, like, okay, like, Saul changing to Paul, like, yeah. a lot of people, they obviously had a period where they may have been rooted or, um, getting more solidified in their faith and the word of God. But a lot of people were saved, converted, and then com- went straight out. Yeah. Right. You can talk about like even the woman at the well that mm-hmm. then went out and told the entire town and their village of what happened. And you see even in Acts, like people were like saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, started prophesying and or going and like ministering to people. And so like, I wouldn't definitely say that it's necessarily like impossible or like you should be afraid to like go out and share your faith or go in these environments just in general, like if you're like a new believer and whatnot. Yeah, but I think uh, that's a good point. Even with the the Saul to Paul thing, that's a good point. I wasn't thinking about that. But I think that also just depends on how long that period is because even with, with Saul changing to Paul, I assume that period of him really becoming deeply rooted and decided was a short period. So I think for him that worked. But I think... Essentially, essentially, my main point is just like I think that period is different depending on who you are. Oh well, yeah, I think I'm, I was more speaking for myself. I think for myself, I wasn't ready, fresh out of making my decision to develop my relationship with God to just go out into the world and really yeah. be that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's just like, depends. Really, when it comes to Paul, Saul, Paul thing, we'll have to like look that up. But nonetheless, I think the larger point is the fact that obviously it just depends and it varies like depending like on like the individual. I think you just said that it was impossible, so I wouldn't go as far to, like... Impossible is a stretch. Yeah, like, the, that absolute or definitive, but I definitely think it may be more difficult, depending on, like, who you are and how cautious you are about, like, going about, like, being in different environments or whatever, exposing yourself to different things and whatnot. And nonetheless, I think, actually, the point I wanted to make is there should be no fear in going into these environments because, as it says in, like, John... First John 4, like, greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. And so if I am walking in purpose and on God's assignment, of course, having wisdom, having practical knowledge and insight on what I'm walking into, what setting that's going to be. But nonetheless, there should be no fear or anxiety of, like, me getting contaminated or me falling back into what God's delivering me from because I know that his spirit is keeping me. And what I have in me is greater than, like, any tactic that the enemy may have to try and pull me back into what I was in, right, when I'm going out to these environments and doing God's work. So I think, generally speaking, I always come back to that nonetheless. There should be no, like, oh, snap, like, I feel like I don't know if I can or if I can't do this. No, like, there shouldn't be that, and I don't want to insinuate that in what we're saying. But this being having wisdom, right, and seeking God and what that should look like for, like, you and whatnot when it comes to, like, being in and not of, because everyone has, like, different assignments to different environments too, right, in different places. So, like, what someone else may be able to go into, that may be their ministry or their environment when it comes to, like, the music industry Mm. or finance or politics or whatever it looks like in different actual literal rooms, events, and settings that may not fit who you are or what your, your purpose is tailored to and where you need to be at. But it just depends on the person, the people. For sure. But I guess uh, back to like the broad point or question that you asked, it definitely is possible to be in and out of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess the the example that I'm thinking of in my head, or I guess the analogy is the idea of like, you should be rooted. I look at it like, say there's like literally a split screen, <clears throat> split down the middle, and one side is the kingdom, one side is the world. You should be rooted in the kingdom. And it's like, 
as you're growing, your branches grow long enough to reach into the world type of thing. You shouldn't be uprooting your entire tree and going in the world, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm really just saying it's about where your foundation is. Your foundation should always be in the word, in the kingdom, point blank, period. But as long as that's the case, you can go into the world and have no fear. Like he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. But that was uh, to answer the the broad question of yeah. can you yes you can and full circle because i didn't even notice that was really what the talk to me was about in terms of that balance of understanding how do i live in an environment of people who may think differently than i do yeah. or whatever so full circle moment of reminding yourself being rooted essentially and then yeah. having making sure that you're reminding yourself of whose you are um of excuse me reminding yourself of who you are and whose you are, right? And that's yeah. what's going to keep you in order for you to like be in the in the kingdom and still impacting the culture, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, yeah, that's a good little segue that's today. That, you know, lie. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, so yeah, that's the new segment that we got going on. Yeah, and yes, yeah, so I'm excited. So if I got any names for us, I mean, literally, oh, like yeah. anything, any ideas and whatnot, we're gonna be coming more with more different like events broader events that are really hitting the culture yeah. like uh that people are buzzing about this was like more just something like that we wanted to bring back because we mentioned it at the top of january so we mm-hmm. wanted to finish it here so yeah man and also look merch coming out stop playing this friday stop playing stop playing this y'all. friday so i need y'all to tap into that all the way february 3rd tap all in the way. y'all gonna all see it trust yeah. I got the light shine to come get it. Walking with Christ moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ moving where it's gritty. This is Walk, man. We got Hobie back on it again. Hobie and Crane. Hobie's top three. Run it. Come on. Walk. 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 Let's go. February 1st, baby. We start off the month right. Walk. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all tapping on that merch, but we're going crazy with the marketing. We're pushing it every episode. Whoa, I was chasing my glory, then fell asleep. What? Woke me up and told me to go Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where they end your life with no discussion. Hold on. But as soon as they see the light rushing, they know that the Lord walking with us, no bluffing. What? People what? I'm fake, I'm like, okay, do you walk in the light and you throw shade? Come on. on my skin, I got no shame. We was preaching about Jesus before fame. Did, did that. On my side, yeah, he been that. That's the devil where my sins at. On the cross, cause he pinned that. Big thong where he sits at. Dead hit him, then he hit back. Resurrect the beat goes crazy. They did that thing. Get back to the finish. I'm gonna spend more through the city. Come on. Christ moving where it's gritty. I've been spirit moving to the city. I see the people trying to bring him with me. We got a light, tell him come again. We love y'all. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.